How is everybody today? And it's good to be in the house of God, isn't it? Praise God. He's good to us. He is good to us. Um, we're going to look at His Word today. We're going to, you know, uh, the one thing uh, when I'm doing healing school, it's one thing I always say uh, before we ever open the Word, um, we want to remain teachable. You know, the only person that you can't teach something is the person that knows everything. You know, I've got, my daughter will get mad at me right here because I'll say things to her. I'll say, you know, you need to do this. And she'll say, I know. And I'll say, well, now, if you knew, you'd have done it. Yeah. Amen? So she didn't know, but she couldn't be taught because she thought she knew, right? And I remember when I, when I uh, first started going back to church after a few years not going to church. How about that? Anyway, I, I remember I started going back, and I, I sat and I'd listen to the minister, and I'd think, I'm going to just listen and see if he says something I don't agree with. You know, if he says something that I don't, and I throw the whole sermon out just sitting there waiting for him to say something I didn't agree with. And, and everything that I would have agreed with, whew, right over there. You know, because I'm not, you're not going to receive that way. You've got to come expecting. It's the Holy Ghost we're counting on. He is the teacher of the church. And so as we uh, look at the Word of God today, we want to receive it as instruction in our life. You know, even though it may be something, you may open that Bible and, and you'll have six stars and underline seven times, there's something new in there. The Word of God is infinite. It's living and active, and it is ever-changing our lives. Amen? And there's, and there's never going to be a time. I remember uh, years ago, we went out uh, many, many years ago, I worked for a toy store, and my job was... Uh, Building swing sets, actually. That was one of my jobs, putting up swing sets. And that was when I was in the teens. And uh, built lots of swing sets. And I could build a swing set. And I could put one up like that. And uh, years later, after we had our daughter, got our daughter, we uh, bought a swing set, you know. Well, I knew how to build swing sets. So, you know what I did with the instructions? <laughs> I know how to build them. What's the deal with that? Don't need, don't need instructions. Started putting the swing set together. You know what? I was doing all right. Thought I was doing good. Looked like a swing set. Everything was in place. Or got down to the end of the, got down to the end. Had it all put up and looked at this piece and I'm like, I don't know where that goes? <laughs> Have no idea where that goes. So I got, guess what? Back to the trash. Dig out the instructions. Look back and I'm like. You know how many parts I would have had to take off of this swing set to put that part on? Needless to say, she had a swing set that was lacking. Because it lacked that part forever because that part got thrown in the trash. But it happened because I knew too much. Amen? And I didn't, get in, I didn't read the instructions. And so as we look at the Word of God, anytime we open the Word of God, whether it be at church, no matter where it is, we, we want to know more. We want to know more. We want to remain teachable, and we want to know everything that God wants us to know. In fact, is a really wise man that's really close to all of us told me, this, this is not a time to teach on something new. This is time to, to teach on what you know. Amen? Amen? And, and you know, one of the things that I knew when I started praying about this, that I know and that I'm knowing more and more every day, is that God loves me. Amen. God loves me, and He loves you, and I know that. I don't, I don't doubt that. There's never a day where I wake up and I say, I wonder if God loves us all today. Anybody ever do that? No, because you know that. You know that? One of the ways, I, and, and He's not holding things against me. He's not holding anything against us. 
He's looking for a reason to show us that love in a stronger way than He showed us the day before. And, and if we mess up, he's lo- He still loves us. You know what? Most of us learned that as a kid. You know, when I, when I messed up at home, man, I, I, the, my, my first thought was, oh, great, mom and dad are not going to love me now. They're just not going to, you know, my parents are here today. You, know, you guys hear about them a lot, don't you? They're here today. Stand up real quick. It's so you here. You guys, you guys know a lot about them, don't you? <laughs> you know, there was never a time, though, when I uh, would come home and, and say, that's it. You know, I've blown it this time. I have actually done the one thing that's going to cause my, my parents not to love me. And, you know, I never thought that. And, and I praise God for that because they raised me never to believe that. They loved me through lots of things. Through lots of things. They loved four kids through lots of things. So I can tell you, they loved us. And because they loved us, they brought us up in the knowledge of not only their love, but they showed a good example of God's love, of the Father's love for us. And, and you know, they also showed a good example of His will. Because their greatest will was for us to succeed. In everything we did, they wanted us to succeed. And they would make every effort they could as human beings, to make sure that we did. How much more will your heavenly Father give to those who love Him and those He loves? Amen? And, you know, one of His greatest desires, and when I, when I first um, came back and, 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 and started looking, I never got away from God's Word, and I don't ever want it to sound that way, but when I really started getting back into God's Word and, and letting it become strong in me, and, and God showed me that I never lost the fact that He was a good God. You know, we grew up believing He was good. And, and I never thought He was anything but good. No matter where I went, no matter what I did, I never thought He was good. And I never thought anything except for He was looking for a reason to do good things for me. You know, even when I wasn't serving Him, I thought God's still looking for reasons to do good things for me. I'm not saying I wasn't saved. I wasn't serving Him. Amen? When I came back into serving Him, what I saw was people that had been in church for years, many people who'd been in church for years, and even myself had some of, these, some of this in me, and, and, we, and God takes it out. But there was a tradition that said that people were not receiving God's best. They were not receiving God's will for their life. They were not getting into His Word and seeing who they were and growing in it. They weren't gaining the knowledge of it. We can open our Bibles to Romans 8 as we we begin. But the one thing that God really put on my heart is start teaching how good I am. Start telling people how good I am. And show them in the Word how good I am. And, and, And let them know who they are. Because, you know, I... uh. Is there things you guys know today that you didn't know a year ago? Amen. Is there is there passages of scripture that you read that mean more in your life? You know, I was thinking of that. Uh, what Rick prayed about: "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." When I was a little kid, I couldn't figure out why I didn't want him, because that's what that verse said to me. It's like, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." Well, why don't I want him? He's my shepherd. Because I, the word "want" to me meant you want, you know, you you're, you desire, and and so. But you know, I don't believe that anymore. Even at today, I just learned something new, see? No. <laughs> Maybe a couple of weeks ago. Hallelujah. But as we study God's Word, one of His greatest desires and one of the first verses that He ever really um, 
well, and I won't say it, but one that's really still strong in me today, and if anybody ever asks, say, what's, what's one verse that really means a lot to you, say Third John 2. Because I've always felt like that was God's will for everybody's life, and it is, because it says right there, Beloved, I wish above all things. What's above all things? Nothing. Once you go above all things, that's it. Above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And so I believed that was God's one-sentence uh, one way to say what God's will was for our lives. And, and how to get to that was soul prosperity. How would my soul prosper then? I would get in His Word and I would learn and I would seek His Word concerning my life, concerning who He had made me to be. Because if it's His greatest desire for me to be this way, how do I get this way? Amen? And so I looked at the things that would keep people, what would keep me from doing it. And one of the ways He showed me was starting with basic salvation. And we'll, we'll, we'll look at Romans 8, 1 and 2, and then we'll, um, you, you can flip over to John three sixteen if you want. Everybody comfortable? You cold? You hot? Good. I don't like to be cold. You know, I can be hot and sweat. Man, I don't like to be cold. Amen? Romans 8. Some people are the opposite way. My wife, she'd probably rather be cold. But let's go back to the Word. Back to the Word. Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Flip over to John 3.16. We'll see how he made us free. Amen. This, this is how he did it. You know, a lot of people, that, that this, one of the things we do with this verse is, is we've, we've put it over in the salvation area and we believe it when we're saved and then we forget it's still there. That verse still works every day of your life. Amen? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Shall not perish. That's not just shall not go to hell. That's shall not have destruction in your life. Amen. That, that word perish literally translated means to be destroyed. So if there's destruction happening in your life, if there are things that are happening in your life that are contrary, you know, a lot of people that say, well, yeah, now I get to go to heaven. You know, that, and, and that's great, you do. But don't limit that word to that. It said you shall not perish. So not only are you going to heaven now, but you're not going to perish on your way there. You're going to have the good things of God. You're going to enjoy His goodness on this earth. And, you know, every day that verse reads exactly the same. So tomorrow when you get up, you shall not perish. Amen? And the next day when you get up, you shall not perish. We learned in healing school that there's a verse in Psalm, Psalm 107, verse 20. And if you look at it, it says, He sent His Word and healed us and saved us from all our destructions. Amen? It's the same verse. It's John 3.16 in the Old Testament. He sent His only begotten Son. Who was His only begotten Son? The Word. Jesus is the Word of God made flesh. He sent that Word and He healed us and He saved us. We don't have to be destroyed. We don't have to be destroyed. And if you read on in verse 17, it said, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. There is therefore now no condemnation. Amen? So now we've got Jesus' words in Romans. Amen? Because 
He came not to condemn the world, so there is therefore now no condemnation. Why is there no condemnation? Because we're made free. Okay, and, that, and that's a key word to this, guys, made free. You know, I get a little bit ahead of myself, but a lot of people in their head, and, and, and I'm not going to say in their heart, but some, some people just don't have an understanding of this. He doesn't take guilty people and open the door and say, go on. That's setting somebody free. You know, that is setting somebody free. That's not supposed to be free. He takes guilty people and makes them innocent. Amen. Amen. The blood of Jesus takes people who were guilty and it cha- and He changes them into what He says they are. They're born again through the blood of Jesus. They're no longer guilty. So now they're made free. Amen. If you're made free, then you're able to do those things that kept that before you couldn't do because you were in bondage to them. Amen. You were guilty. So anything, you know, when you're living under the law of sin and death, you were guilty. So when things happen to you, you know, how many are surprised when people, when sinners sin? I, it didn't surprise me when I messed up when I was living under the law. It didn't surprise me a bit because that's all I knew. But when I gained knowledge that I didn't have to be that way anymore, I was made free. The other thing about being made free, you have to act like who you've been made. Amen. Because you could still be made free. And we taught, you know, there's several of these things. If uh, people have been in healing school, there's several of these things you've heard before. But, you know, after the Civil War, there were people that still lived like they were slaves, even though the law had made them free. They didn't know. They hadn't been told. They didn't know what freedom was. Right? I mean, I'm free. Okay, what do I do now? You know, I mean, seriously, they didn't know what free. They were born in slavery. They were raised in slavery. They didn't know what freedom was. Amen? That's much like being born again. You're born again free. Now it's time to learn what freedom is. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with, okay, I'm born again. I get to go to heaven. Yes, that is. Praise God. The end result of everything, if nothing else went right and you left today, you got to go to heaven. Amen. Praise God. But you were made to be so much more than that. You were made to live an abundant life. You were made to live a healthy life. You were made to live a prosperous life. You were reborn into a kingdom that doesn't, doesn't go along with the same rules of this world. Amen. Remember it says we were aliens, made aliens. That's why. Why? Because our home is in heaven. So what laws should we be abiding by? Heaven. You know, I, I told the story in prayer one night. If, if you were from another country, your citizenship was in another country, but you were in America, you're, you're, the, you're, you can live under the laws of that other country. You can claim diplomatic immunity because those, our laws aren't the same as theirs. There truly is a law that says that. I saw it on a cops program one day. The guy, was, he was actually trying to fool somebody. No, don't go home and watch cops, but... Anyway, he was trying to fool a policeman. He said, I got diplomatic immunity. I didn't know that the speed, you know, in our country we can go 100. And you know what? He, he still needed to stop and go our speed limit, but he did not have to get a ticket for it. Amen? Well, in this world today, it says you have to be sick sometimes. Well, during flu season, you got to be sick. Sometimes things won't go right and you're not going to prosper. You know, in the world today, these are things that go on. We don't live by those rules. Right? Anybody in here want to live by those rules? No, we've been brought back we've been redeemed from that curse 
We don't have to live by those rules any longer. We have been made free. And so as we've been made free, it's time to live in what we've been made. Amen? And so as we change our thinking and we see what we've been made to be, we step out on it. We see where the Word of God says he bore, he bore our sins in His own body on a tree, and by whose stripes we are healed. I didn't quote the whole verse, or were healed, I'm sorry. By whose stripes we were healed. Amen? That's a past tense verse. That means that's the law that governs our health. Amen? And so when health becomes an issue here, we say, oh, wait, <laughs> diplomatic immunity. Amen? Guess what? I, I'm going with their rules. Their laws, I'm going with that stuff. That says I'm free from this. Um, what? Oh, everybody at this age has to get tested for this or that. And, and if the doctor says you have it, you got it? No, sorry, wait a second. The Word of God says He sent His Word and healed me and saved me from all my destructions. I'm going to go with that law. Amen? And I'm not going to go with, well, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. You know, or... You know, that's back in condemnation. He didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't come to show you how bad you were. He didn't come so that you could, so that you could uh, grovel and, and have to um, crawl around and beg and plead for everything you get. He came and took away condemnation. He took, why did, how did He take it away? He took away sin that caused it. He didn't take away. He didn't take away your ability to sin. He took away the sin. Look at. Look over. I tell you what. Let's look over at. Uh, let me go to the back page. Look at that. I'm going to. What's going to be a short service today, front to back? <laughs> nah. nah, we'll probably go back a little ways. Hallelujah. Let's look over at Romans five. You know what? What we do have to remember, though, is in in learning these things. You know, sometimes um, we want to. Confirm that 2 plus 2 is 4. You know, you think, well, this is just real basic. We want to confirm that 2 plus 2 is 4. I remember when I used to be in Bible study and somebody would start arguing with me that God doesn't heal everybody. You know, he said, oh, God doesn't heal everybody. I knew this person. They didn't get healed. And God doesn't want everybody to be rich because if He did, everybody would just be rich. No. No. And, and, but it didn't cause me to question what I believed, but it did cause me to go back and confirm it. Every time, every time I'd go back and I'd confirm it and I would get more word, I'd build myself up in what I believed. I refused to be weak in what I believed. Why? Because you're, you are, um, you're a witness. You're a witness and you should have an answer, first of all, because you want to, you know, that's why we don't want to get into experience believing. If, if I believe that uh, God heals people, well, you guys in healing school have already heard a lot of this, haven't you? But if I believe God heals people because I've seen other people healed, that's not why I should believe. I believe God heals people because God's Word says He heals people. Other people being healed strengthen my belief in His Word. But I don't base my belief in what I've seen. Why? Because that's not faith, first of all. I've seen it. I base what I believe in His Word. His Word said it. And we believe it. And because we believe it, that's why we see it. You know, you'll see what you believe. You don't believe what you see. Right? We'll go back to what Brother Moore said. Once, once you see it, it's too late to believe it. You see it. Amen? And so we're not, um, we don't want to get into experience believing. We want to know what we believe and why we believe it. 
Amen? You know, because a lot of people say, well, they don't believe in healing or they don't believe in prosperity because they believed for it and didn't get it. That's experience believing too, but there's two kinds of experience believing. You know, we can get caught up in, well, Brother Moore said it, it must be true. Well, you know, Brother Moore will tell you himself, get into the Word, look at what he says, and first, two things, you're confirming what he said through the Word in your own life, but you're getting in the Word for yourself. It's not okay for him to know it for you. You know, he, I don't want to know something for you. I need to know it for me. Right? Now, if I know something, I can tell it to you. And then you can get in the Word and say, yeah, you know, this is what Dave was saying. And, and the Word of God says it's true. And because the Word of God says it's true, I believe it. And then when we hear testimonies, we say, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, I believe that. And that's why those testimonies are happening, because God's Word said it. Amen? So we're, we're not trying to confirm um, by experience. We're, we're wanting to get in the Word of God. And how we got way over there, I don't know, but we'll get back. Amen? But we're talking about how did God get us to where we are. What was it? It was sin that He took out that caused us no longer to be condemned. But also, when you take away sin, when you take away a, a guilty person's transgression, what do they become? Innocent. You didn't free them because they did such a good job in prison or wherever they were. You freed them because the sin's been taken away. It's gone. It, it no longer exists. And see, we've got to live in that because if you don't live in the, in the fact that it no longer exists, then you have a chance to go back to condemnation. We don't want to go back to condemnation. That sin no longer exists. Even if, even if you did something tomorrow that was sin, you can never be a sinner again. Amen? It doesn't give us the right to sin. It gives us the right not to. Amen? You know, it says in the Word, we're not frustrating the grace of God. But what we, what we are is we're taking that grace and we're using it as our ability not to walk in sin anymore. But if we do mess up and we know we've messed up because God's light shined on it and we said, Lord, I, I repent, I ask forgiveness, I, 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 you're faithful and just forgive me, I receive that forgiveness, and I'm not doing that anymore. We're no longer living in a lifestyle of sin. Why? Because we're not sinners. Sinners live in a lifestyle of sin. Born-again people miss the mark. Non-born-again people are separate from God. That's what sin does. Sin, sin and born-again people, that's missing the mark. Now, if you make it a practice, and if it's part of your lifestyle, then you might want to check yourself out. Right? But you're not, we're not trying to sin. We're not looking for an excuse to sin. I'm not looking for an excuse to get away from God. No. Because I've been drawn near to Him. I've been reconciled to Him through the blood of Jesus. I'm looking for reasons to get closer to Him. I'm looking for ways in His Word that say, this is who you are. You haven't been walking in the fullness of this. Let me show you a little more. And, and all of a sudden where I was right here and God was right here, now I'm right here in front of Him because I found out more about Him. And now, now who, who was Father is becoming Daddy. You know, and, and I'm coming in, and, and when I ask forgiveness, I mean it. And, and because I know for one thing, if I'm going to ask forgiveness and not mean it, He knows. So there's no reason for me to go ask forgiveness when I don't mean it. There's no reason for me to try to con Him into giving me forgiveness when I'm planning on doing it again. Amen? But the sin that He took away was the sin we were born with. It was the sin... Let's, let's read it. It's in the Word. We don't want to... 
The Word is what proves it, right? In Romans 5, um, starting verse 10, how about that? For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled him to Him through the death of His Son, how much more... How much more, being reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Amen? Okay, let's go down go down to verse 16. It says, again, the gift of God is not like the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation. But the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by one for if by the trespass of one man death reigned. Through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ? Amen? So what Jesus did eliminated not only your sins today, but it eliminated the sin that enabled you to sin. Does that make sense? Is that good English? It eliminated the sin. It, it, it took... Adam was no longer a sinner. You know, Adam was in, he was in hell waiting for this to happen because he was no longer a sinner. We're not going to go that deep. How about that? But he, the sin that he did was forgiven. It, it, it took, the blood of Jesus went back that far to bring you in. That's how, that's how far grace reached. You know, what, what did it say? Where sin doth abound, grace. In other words, you can't go further than grace reached. It's not possible. You can't get to that place. It's, you can't get there. And when you think you've got there, you didn't. And the thing that you forgot because you thought you were there was that that provision of grace gave us the gift of righteousness. Um, look at... Uh, my notes are already not working because I've skipped around so much. Amen. Well, we're going to look at Corinthians. Right? Amen. First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5. We want to see what He's made us. And then not only do we want to see it, we want to know it. Amen? Because when He took that sin away, when He took that sin away, and then we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and we, we became saved, we became born again. He took that sin away. So then, we can look at uh, 1 Corinthians 5.21. You'll see how He took it away. And you'll see what He made us to be by doing it. It says in 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, did I say first? Let's go to 2. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Amen? He made Him to be something He wasn't so that we could be something we weren't. Paraphrase. That's the Dave paraphrase of the day. And that's what he did. He made him to be something he wasn't so that we could be something we weren't. Um, But we were made that. Again, he didn't take an unrighteous person and say go. He took an unrighteous person and he made him righteous. Okay? So if you're righteous, now you begin to receive what righteousness brings. Think about, even even just think about Abraham. He He had righteousness on credit. And he became rich, very rich. He was well, right? His family was taken care of. The covenant that God made with him was a great covenant, and it was on righteousness on credit. 
we now have that righteousness paid in full. Paid in full. The better covenant. Amen. And so now we can take and be, be exactly by faith what Jesus bought and paid for us to be. We can be righteous people. Righteous people can be well. And it's okay. You know, and, and I tell people in healing school that it's okay to be well. We have to convince ourselves that sometimes. It's okay because you know what? We're, we're trained up in the world that it's not okay. It's not okay because everybody gets sick and you almost feel bad when everybody's getting sick and you don't get sick. <laughs> well, I haven't got it yet, but man, I, I will. I will, you know. I'll be that. No, I know everybody else is getting it. I, I'll get it. You know, you want to be, you, you want to, you know, you don't want to have something else. No. Everybody else is getting it. Oh, I'm righteousness of God in Christ. I'm not going to get it. And guess what? If you know, if you know this same Jesus, you don't have to either. Let's pray. Amen. Because we're not just getting it for ourselves. We don't, I don't want to get it so I can stand up in pride and say, oh, I'm not getting it. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Faith's not arrogant. It's not arrogant. It's just confident. It's confident, and not only is it confident for me, it's confident for somebody else I'm talking about. I'm not just confident that Jesus heals me. I'm confident that Jesus will heal any person who is willing to be healed. Amen? And I have that confidence. And, and I don't doubt it. it I don't, you know, when, when something happens that's contrary to what I believe, I don't say, ooh, you know, man, I, I believe that was true too. I guess I'm going to have to go back and change. No, I don't change because God's Word didn't change. God's Word didn't change. You know what? Sickness that tried to attack me yesterday. God's Word didn't change. I'm not sick. No. You know, I'm sure that uh, the, the enemy in the world would have liked to see me sick today, but I'm not sick. I'm not the, and I'm not the sick. I've been made the righteousness of God. I've been made well. I've been made prosperous. I am, I'm salvation. You know, we, we get into this thing that we get it and we're trying to achieve something. You're not trying to achieve righteousness. You're not trying to achieve healing. You be healed, right? You be righteous. You be saved. You know, there's nowhere in the world, in the, I don't know, in the world they probably do say, it. there's nowhere in the Bible where it says we should all get saved. You don't get salvation. You receive salvation and then you be saved. Right? Because why? Because you're born again and then you become who you were born again to be. So now you are saved. And it's an ongoing work. Salvation's an ongoing work. Anybody, anybody can testify to that. I'm not where I was two years ago, three years ago, eight years ago. Why? Because my salvation is an ongoing work. I'm growing in the knowledge of Christ daily because salvation is continuing. It's, it's in the Word. It's alive and active just like anything else. Amen? Amen. And so that's why John 3.16 still works today. Because, yeah, it worked back when I was seven years old. It worked great. I got saved. Praise God. I, I became saved. How, how about that? Let's, let's reword that. I became saved. Amen? Guess what? I'm still saved. I'm still becoming who I became that day. Let me try to make that make sense. When I was born, I was a little bitty like this, and then I grew up to be about like this, and I was becoming who I am today. Amen? That's why we pray for my parents still. Because I'm becoming who I am today. 
we are all becoming in Christ more and more every day. Why? Because we're gaining more knowledge of who we are. Right? Let's see if I can get back to my notes here at all. Amen? We can. We can. We'll find it. Amen. Tell you what, let's look at John. John 8. John 8. It's in there. Hallelujah. God's good to us, isn't He? Amen. He's helping us today. He's helping us today. It never, um, we never want to think that we're, we're too big in Christ to be reminded of these things. Because you know what? My daughter's taking some math now that I probably took. Actually, she's above math that I ever took. So I'm not, I don't want to make myself look really ignorant in math, but I am. But um, <laughs> she took some math that I had taken before as she grew up. And I started looking at it. I'm like, i got to read the book. Why? I couldn't remember how to do it anymore. Hadn't done it in so long. Hadn't done it in so long. My mind wasn't trained to do it. Well, lots the, your heart's like that in, in your faith. You, you build yourself up in also what you already believe. Because, you, you know, I lifted weights several years ago. I know you guys think I'm looking pretty buff today. <laughs> but I don't ever go in the gym and stack on what I used to do. Ever. Why? Because I haven't been working out. Haven't been working out. Now, if I want to get to that place again, can I? Well, my desire would have to change greatly, but yes, I can. Yeah, you know. But, you know, that's, that's one of those things that, that you have to, um, you have to work out. You, you have to, you, ha- you don't just, you're, you know, and I, I really appreciated what I was told, you know, go with what you know. Because that's what keeps me built up in the faith. What I know. Because I never know everything I think I know, first of all. The minute I start studying it, God opens up new doors, new avenues, new places that this Word takes you. Because His Word is infinite. And that infinite Word can take us places that we've never been. Amen? It can put us in positions to receive from God that people have, people have dreamed about, but they didn't know how to get to. So they had, why didn't they know how to? They needed to get in the Word. Because the, what's what the Word does for you. It, it, it builds you up and, get, and puts you in a place that where God has the ability to bless you. You know, I use the analogy of the, of the 16-year-old. My daughter's 12. I'm sure she'd like to have a car, but she doesn't have the ability to drive a car right now. Doesn't mean I'm not going to get her a car. Doesn't mean I'm going to either. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but the thing about it is, is we... Um, there we go. Found, found my talked long enough to find where I wanted to go. Amen. The thing is, is we're building ourselves up in our faith, in what we already know, and it's taking us beyond what we did. When I did work out, I wasn't working out so I could stay at the same place. I was always trying to increase to become stronger in what I did. Amen. And that's and and, and if that's true in the world, how much should we be? How much more should we be trying to increase? In the Word of God. Amen? Because the more we know, the more we can help the kingdom of God. The more we can, the more we can be to people who maybe didn't know. It's not that they don't want to know. It's, you know, again, ignorant is not a bad word. I was ignorant of math. It is in math because I don't want to know. But yeah, ignorance is not a bad word. It just means you didn't know. You didn't know. You were ignorant of it. 
So now you got knowledge, and now that you know, you're going to do whatever it takes to live in that knowledge. Amen? Look at uh, John 8 and verse 32. John 8, 32, it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth, you, the truth shall make you free. It's not the truth that makes you free. It's the truth you know that makes you free. How many have heard that before? What's better today? Amen? Because it's further. It's going to take us further today than it took us before. The Word is truth. The Word is truth. And so if it's truth, the more truth we know, the more free we'll be. Amen? It's not just that we know that you say, Ooh, this is all truth. Thank you, Lord, I'm free. No. you got to open it up. That would be like putting a sandwich on your head and hope you got full. <laughs> Boy. I'm not feeling full today. This sandwich is on my head. But that's what it'd be like. You can't put a sandwich on your head and be full. You have to put it in you to do what it wants to do. Right? And if you don't know that that's what you're supposed to do with the sandwich, though, we're praying for you after service. (laughs) Amen? But His Word concerning us is truth. So what do you want to know? You want to know what His Word says about you. What does that word say about me? Because guess what? If it says it about you, he's no respecter of persons. If he heals one, he heals all. If he prospers one, he prospers all. If he saved one, he saved everyone. There's not going to be somebody come down one day and he's going to say, you know what? It's too much. You know, the blood just, that was it. You know, it covered everybody to this point and that's as far as it would go. It's a done work. It's a done work. It's a finished work. The next person born into this world has just the same right to salvation as the person leaving right now. Every person has the same right. Salvation, God didn't say, ooh, new one born today, let me whip up another batch of salvation so when they get ready, I'll have it. No, salvation is done. He's done the work. It's finished. We're receiving that salvation and the benefits thereof here and now. Why? Because we know the truth, and the truth is making us free. The more free we become, the more we receive. The more we know about God, the more we know about God's love. Don't, and you know what? That one thing God kept stressing to me over and over again as I was studying this, He said, do not take your... And Brother Moore had said it, in a, and I've heard in a, uh, when he was on the Believer's Voice of Victory. He had said it, and it's something that stuck with me. He said, never take one hand off of love. Teach about faith, keep one hand on love. Teach, teach about salvation, keep one hand on love. Teach about whatever you want to teach about, keep one hand on love. When you're studying who you are in Christ, first know God loves you. And look at it from that standpoint. God loves you. He's got a good plan for you. You know, go, open up to Jeremiah 29, 11. And, and look at God's plan for your life and say, there's God's plan for my life. I don't see God's plan in my life. Well, I better learn more about that plan so I can implement it in my life. Amen? Because what I'm trying to do is get that Word to be knowledge so that that truth can make me free of the circumstance that I was in and bring me over into the circumstance which He's made me to be. Amen? Because I don't want to be a born-again, set-free person living in bondage. You guys want to be, you know, sickness is bondage. 
If you're sick, usually you're in the bed. You're, you're spending money. You know, there's financial destruction involved with it. Sickness and, and, and being broke is bondage. You know, you can't, you can't do this. You want to give. You want to give to the kingdom of God. I can't give to the kingdom of God. I can't even pay my bills. You know, one thing Rick said that's true, it's easy to tithe when you don't have an income. It's not what he wanted to be, though, is it, brother? No. We want big tithe checks. Big tithe checks. Big giving. Amen? It's kind of like I said one. You know, I used to get uh, money back on my taxes um, several years ago. Um, but that meant I lost money. You know? Well, that wasn't any good. You know? And so people thought I was weird when I thought, hey, i got to pay taxes this year. Yeah. Why? Well, I, black. It's the black letters finally. Or numbers. We don't have those black, those red numbers anymore. You know what? So we're, we're rejoicing over things that most people say, I don't understand that. Well, I'm being made free. But I digress, didn't I? But we are believing what God's Word says about us. And as we get in more of His Word concerning prosperity, concerning healing, concerning deliverance, concerning the whole plan of redemption, we will find that we were redeemed from so much more than we're living in that we will desire, because it's His greatest desire, to live within it. Jesus died for us because God loved us. Jesus fulfilled God's desire because He loved God so much. Amen? And we're the, we, are, we, we are what continues that. We love God so much that we want to walk in His best because it shows others what His best is. Because we're not going to get, you know, when, we, when we're blessed, we're not going to say, yeah, we did it. We did it. You know, I worked my fingers to the bone. I stayed there night and day. And give me some glory because look what I did. No, no, no. We're going to get on stage and say, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He saved my, what was it, saved my mind? I don't know the song. I'm not going to sing. You guys don't want me singing anyway. But we're going to give Him the glory and we're going to stand up and we're going to write testimonies and we're going to go into the world and we're going to say, yeah, He did this for me and let me show you why He did it. Let me show you what it says in, in 2 Corinthians 5.21. He made me to be righteous. I was unrighteous. And when I received Him, when I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and believed that God raised Him from the dead and made Him Lord of my life, then He made me righteous. And not only do I get to be with Him someday... But on the way there, I get to have a whole bunch of fun. Amen? I get, I get to have fun. I get to be blessed. I get to bless because I'm a blessing. Amen? Or because I'm blessed, I get to be a blessing. Amen? Try to say that right. But, but that's, I mean, that's what we want. Your desire for that has to be that way. You can't just say, because, and, and some will remember I've talked about this in prayer, when I first began in business, I wanted prosperity, but I wanted the money part of prosperity. I didn't want God's desire of prosperity. God's vision of prosperity is peace of mind. It is, it is uh, peace at home. It is, it's a whole picture. It's, it's joy. It's peace. It's love. That's God's prosperity. That's how prosperity comes through God. And then money is a byproduct of all that. Money is just a byproduct of what God gives you in your life. But I was seeking the byproduct and not the gift. And definitely not the giver. I was actually seeking the end gift. And I was not seeking the giver whatsoever. Because I just wanted part of what God had. 
And while seeking that, if, if you just sought salvation to go to heaven, praise God, you'll go to heaven. But that's so, that takes away so much from the work of Jesus Christ. It takes away so much of what He desires for you, and it won't put His desire in you to please the Father. Amen? Jesus' greatest desire was to please the Father. And when God prospers us, when we become who He's made us to be, our desires change. Remember it said in the Word, delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Yeah, He'll give you some stuff and some stuff that you've desired in your heart, but He'll also put His desires in there. You know, I've always looked at that and he said, he gives me his desires. This was my desires. Now he took his desires and he gave them to me. And so what happened was as I delighted myself in the Lord, because I've been made righteous, I was delighting myself in the Lord, I was gaining his desires. My heart was turning towards the things he wanted me to do because I'd been made free to do so. Amen? No longer did I go to church and say, well, I hope they get that song over with first because... Lunch is about ready. You know, they're going to beat us to the restaurant. You know, I went to church and at the end of it I thought, Oh Lord, I pray that somebody come forward today and receive you as Christ. Receive you as Lord of their life. Uh, You know, I believe in my heart that that's your perfect will for every man because your word says it is. It was your will for me and it's your will for them. And see, but my desire changed. I wasn't just going to church to be in church. I was going to church... Because God told me to go to church, first of all, that's a good commandment. But my my desire was to be around God's people, to hear God's Word, and to see other people changed by the same Word that changed my life. Amen? We didn't teach four and five Bible studies a week because we wanted to get to heaven. We knew we were going to heaven, and we were excited. We were excited about the Word. It was exciting to go home from work and you'd worked all day and to grab your Bible and go to the next Bible study. We don't know, you know, whichever, who, who opened the door? Let's have a Bible study. And it was exciting because our desire had changed because we were beginning more knowledge of who we were becoming. Amen? And we were certain, even though I didn't look prosperous then, I was certain God wanted me to prosper. I knew God God healed me. I knew knew more about who I was in Christ. I was and and more and more even today becoming more free. I'm getting more free just teaching this today, Amen. amen. Because I'm seeing more and more how much He loves me and how much His desires for me, Amen, are are real. And and if I know that love, and if I follow after that love, if I seek, you know, one of the things that changed in my life. Um, as I was seeking God for the money part of prosperity, I, I started reading Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I think it's 33. It's real close around there. And I, brought, I told Rick I brought my big Bible today. I don't, I'm not a big... Uh, I can tell you what's, what verse it is, but I can tell you where it is in my Bible. You know, it's on the left-hand side about this far up. But... I started looking at Matthew 6.33 and it said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And so I began to seek Him, His will, His way. And you notice when you start seeking Him, you start finding out who you are. You know, if, you know, you think, well, I'm seeking something else. No, what you're doing is you're seeking Him, but you're finding out who you are. And the more you find out who you are, you become more His child. And a true child desires to bless their father. And to, and to take his desires and, and go with them. 
And what, what happened to me was all of a sudden I found myself not only teaching Bible studies, but I was working with inner city youth. You know, I was doing so much that I, I didn't even think about work anymore. Literally didn't. I was thinking about how quick could I get away from work so that I could do those other things. I wasn't doing a bad job, don't get me wrong. I was working hard at what God had given me to do. But when I left work, I wasn't thinking about work anymore. Before, when I left work, work was there. And when I got home, guess what was there? Work. And I was thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to go here? What's the, how we gonna, what, what if this happens? A thousand different things. But when I started seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, which I was made to be, then God started pulling me out. And you know what? To this day, and I've told you guys this before, can't tell you how. Can't tell you how. God did it because I wasn't doing it. I can't tell you how He did something that I had no hand in. I can tell you how, though, because I started seeking first the kingdom of God. Amen? And now I get to be here. Praise God. You know what? I get to be here 99.9% of the time now. And this is great because I love being here because the more I'm here, the more I know, the more I see God's plan for my life, the more I know His plan for your life, and the more I become who He's made me to be. Amen? And as we become free, as we get free, we, condemnation no longer has power over us. Because we realize we don't go before God and say, God, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. And it, you know, in fact, is my daughter, years and years ago, she loves it when I tell stories about her. But she came to us and she said, and we'd said some, we had said something wrong or she wouldn't have had it in her, but she, she'd done something wrong. She said, Daddy, I'm a bad girl. And the Spirit of God start, came up in me and said, no, she's not a bad girl. She did a wrong thing. She's a good girl. You know what? When we sin, when we miss the mark, don't go to God and say, I don't, I don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know your plan, but I don't deserve it. I've, I've missed it. I don't deserve it. Get on your knees, put your nose in the carpet, repent, and get back to being who He created you to be. Amen? Amen? Because you're not a bad person. You're not a sinner. You were saved by grace. You are the righteous who messed up. Now get back on and get back in. Amen? Because condemnation will keep you from being who He created you to be. And you know, some people, they get saved and they may never get to know, know this, well, they should get to know this, but we want them to know this. We want everyone to know how good God is. We want, to know, we want everyone to know that we're made free, we're made righteous, we're made healed, we're made delivered, we're made in the image of Him. Reborn in the same image. Jesus loved every person He came in contact with. There's a hard one for you today. We love every person we come in contact with. We are being, we're being renewed daily to do those things which He said we can do. Amen? And as we become free, as, as, we, as we get this freedom, not just in our head, but as it gets into our heart, we, we come to a place to where there's nothing, there's no bondage of the enemy that can keep us anymore. There's, you know, the fact is I can give you, a, I'll show you a physical manifestation of this. Go to Acts 16. Acts 16. We're getting free. Amen? Freer. We were already free. We are, we are becoming more of who we are. 
We're not getting anything. We're not, we're not chasing anything. We're seeking to be who we are. Amen? And, and you know what? That's a mindset in its own. That's a, that's, a, that's a change in your mind in its own to bring yourself to that place to realize you're always saved. It doesn't matter if you wake up tomorrow and you don't feel saved. You're saved. Doesn't matter, but the same thing goes for, remember the word salvation, healing, redemption, deliverance. It's the same word. It means the same thing. You know, when Jesus, when Jesus healed the man, the man in the mat, what did He say? He said, your sins are forgiven. To Him, that many were healed. Why? Because you're free. This, the thing that made you sick, the, you know, that brought sickness into the world has been forgiven you. Right? Same thing. It's the same word to Him. You're, for, you're healed. You're, you're, you're forgiven. And see, that's how real it should be. That's how real it's becoming to us. We're healed. We're forgiven. We're healed. We're righteous. We're free. We're free to be. And we're free to act like we're free no matter what the circumstance. We're free to be free no matter where we're at. We are free to be healed if sickness is attacking our body. Because you aren't sick until you say you're sick. Symptoms are not sickness. They're symptoms. You know, we talked about this in healing school. It's funny, but you'll see a lot of people and they'll be battling the symptoms, battling the symptoms, and they get wore out and they say, I'm sick. And then they are. But they weren't sick until they said they were. Amen? Because they had to put the power to it. Because they're free. So they didn't get in bondage to that until they said they were in bondage to it. So we don't, we don't resist until we are tired. We resist until it works. Amen? Because it works every time you resist. Right? It doesn't say resist until you get tired, and then if you're tired, just let it go. No, it says resist the devil and he will flee. And it says if you don't faint, you'll reap. So we resist until we reap. What are we reaping? What Jesus bought for us. Healing, prosperity. What else do you want? You can have it all. Have it all. Amen? Uh, 16. Uh, Acts 16. Is that where I told you to go? Good. We're on the same page. Acts 16 in verse 25. If you guys know the story, uh, Paul and Silas been out doing what they did, preaching, teaching, being who they were. They were being who God made them to be. Paul's the one that said, he's the one that wrote, he's made us to be the righteousness of God in him. He knew it. So he was being the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? And so he's out being that, and they arrest him. Him him and Silas both arrest him, put him in jail for being who they were. You know, it was illegal apparently to be who you were then. But they put him in jail. So in verse 25 it says, About midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Now it doesn't say because they were in prison, they started singing and praying. You know what? Paul and Silas sang and pray if they were in prison, if they were in a hotel, if they were in a, in a gutter. No matter what their circumstances were, they refused not to be who they were. Amen? So they were being who God had made them to be. And who God had made them to be was the righteous, and the righteous praise God. That's what they do. At midnight they praise God. At 4 a.m. they praise God. When they wake up, they pray in tongues until they go back to sleep. And, and they praise God. And that's what they do. They're righteous. Amen? And so in verse 26, suddenly a violent earthquake... As, let, me, let, me read, let me read here instead of 
paraphrasing. Suddenly there was a such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison were, were shaken, and at once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. They were being so much who they were that physical bondage couldn't hold them. They were praising God to a point and being so free that physical freedom had to come. Amen? It's, it's a good lesson because when you say, I'm healed, you don't feel healed. Right? You don't feel saved. Every time, you, every time somebody says, hey, you saved? Yeah. You feel saved? No, I don't feel saved, but I am. You know, you don't feel it every time. You don't, but when you start saying it, when you start saying it, you start getting free. Start getting free. You start singing. You start praising God. You start doing those things which cause freedom to rise up in you, and you become who He caused you to be. And no longer can physical bondage, which is sickness, disease, or poverty, or lack, or anything, whatever's bothering, whatever is bothering you, freedom, you were set free from it. And the more you claim that freedom, the more you act on what you know, the more you get more knowledge about who you are, the more free you become. And you become so free that it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. You, you, what do you do at midnight? It doesn't matter where I'm in. I sing praises and pray. That's what Paul and them did. And I'm not saying that's what you guys have to do. But that was what they did. Because it was who they were. Amen? So they weren't changing something because of their circumstance. They were being who they were all the time. Okay? Why, why do we stay healthy? Because we be who we are all the time. So now when flu season comes, and, and wait a second, everybody got it, but no one in Faith Life Church got it. Huh, well, that's because we took our flu shot. Amen? We took our Holy Ghost flu shot, and we're not getting it. Why? Because we're free from that. We're free from that. And guess what? We want you to be free too. We want, but we're just being who we are. Don't get mad at us. We're just being who we are. But we've got, we, we got it. We don't, we're not changing. You know, if you're staying in that word and holding to that knowledge of who you are, then when this attack comes, you're not changing who you were. See what I'm saying? You didn't change the game plan. You know, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't say Paul and Silas changed the game plan all of a sudden and decided to pray and sing. This is what Paul and Silas did. If they hadn't been arrested, they'd have still prayed and sang. Amen? And they'd have been free. And so they were free. Amen? The jail couldn't hold them. Sickness can't hold you. Sickness, unforgiveness, condemnation, the things that held us down, the things that kept us from being who He created us to be, no longer hold us, no longer keep us in bondage because we're becoming more and more who we are. Amen? And as we become that, we learn to walk in it. We walk in it daily. And that's, that's what they were doing. They were walking it out. As many who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Amen? You're being led daily. In other words, um, in business sometimes, you know there's times where it might slow down, you advertise a little bit more. Amen? You know, there's times where people say, you know, it's flu season. I don't sit there and say, well, I'm not going to get it. I do say that. But then the next thing I do is I say, Kim, let's get our word and let's confirm that we're not going to get that. Amen? And, and, and then through the year, we still claim health in our household. We don't even wait till we're sick to do it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we don't wait till we're sick to get well. We get well before we're sick. 
You know, nobody knew you were sick because why? You got well. Amen. So we don't we don't wait until poverty comes to believe God for prosperity. We don't wait. But what we do is we grow in the knowledge of His love for us and and who He made us to be through that love. And He loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So we won't perish. We won't be destroyed. If if something happens in the financial arena in, in this world tomorrow, that wasn't our source to start with. Amen? We're not going to go under. We're not going to go out. No, because our source is God. Because we're now His children living in His house under His rules, under His law, and it doesn't matter what the world says. That's only a place to start praying. If you watch the news, you just say, Ooh, well, pray about that because we're not having that. That'd be the only reason you'd watch the news, I think. So you could pray. Other than that, I can't. Uh, I sure don't want to. I watch it for the weather and the sports. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, I could lie, but that's the truth. But we want to stay ahead of these things. We want to, and how we stay ahead is by being who we are, not waiting until the situation and the circumstance comes and trying to get there, right? Because then you're trying to get there, and and then you get a works mentality, and you say, well, I got to do this and I got to do this to get to this place. No, all you got to do is come back all you got to do is step back in all you got to do is say i don't have condemnation i'm not condemned i am the righteousness of god in christ and yes i missed it and father forgive me but i'm home i'm home now and and you know what he does he goes like this and he wraps his arms around you and he gives you a big hug and he puts a ring back on your finger huh yeah puts a ring back on your finger and he says, yeah, you're exactly who you were when you left. Didn't, you didn't change a bit. You, you, you were exactly who you were. And now you're back. And, and you know, that was talking about somebody who went way far away. We're, we, we may just be talking about somebody that in their mind today said, you know what? I've just done too much. I, I've just done too much. I don't know if, uh, if I can be forgiven. Yes, you can. As Brother Moore says, you don't know the power of the blood. Amen? Amen. And, and as we're forgiven, and as we become who we are created to be, we walk in a light that shines to all people. And our desire is to see them be who God created them to be. Amen? Amen. Amen. Everybody stand to your feet.